Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeaux. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O for more information. November will be your very last chance to take the Catalyst Coaching Intensive in 2019. If you feel called to this work, don't put it off for later. Become a coach and make a bigger impact. Okay, Noel, what if I told you that people don't want life coaching? What would you say to that? I agree with you completely. Oh, perfect. Well, I guess we have nothing to talk about. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Um, so why do you agree with that? Why? Because that's a pretty bold statement, uh, especially in our line of work. Uh, people don't want life coaching. What do they want if they don't want life coaching? Yeah. So when when you say, hey, oh, you know, I'm a life coach, that doesn't really conjure up for someone what you do. That's not a good descriptor. Yes. I want, I, 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 I want to kind of pause there because um, that actually is one of my biggest pet peeves is when people say, I'm a life coach, like that announcement and that broad announcement, it gives life coaching a bad name in a way. It does. And I don't call myself a life coach. I mean, I, I, I like, my, what do you call yourself? I call myself a feminist coach. Right. Right. And I think, and I get it because, um, you know, when I, when I'm a guest on, on other people's podcasts and they ask what I'm up to and, you know, I talk about uh, journey coaching and life coaching. I could see the cringe on their face when when I say life coach. And I think it's because of the stigma. I think when you call yourself a life coach, you know, you're kind of indirectly saying that you have somehow mastered life and you're going to tell you um, how to live your life or give advice. or That's what people think. But that's not really what life coaching is about. It's not what life coaching is about at all. And it, it, it creates insecurity for folks who are coming into this emerging field. And it does a disservice to the complexity of the science and structure and training that goes into being a good coach. Right, right. Um, there's a difference between me saying that I am a life coach or me saying that I'm a relationship coach or a divorce recovery coach, or a mindset coach, or, you know, something very specific, because then you're like, okay, does this guy have cred? And then if you uh, follow my story, or read my books, or whatever, uh, then you'll get buy-in. But if I just say I'm a life coach, I mean, what does that even mean? I think you hit on something really important when you were talking about the differentiation of a divorce recovery coach, a dating coach, a mindfulness coach. Those all specify a specific set of outcomes. Yeah. So the coaching is really the delivery method, but the niche and, you know, who people are, where they're at and what they want out of life is so personal and so specific. And so, you know, the results that you get from coaching actually becomes the marketable product. And I think this is what people want. They don't want life coaching. They want results. Yes, indeed. Yep. Yeah. So as we're sitting here and, and we're talking about, you know, the coaches that we train and our clients 
how can we as coaches, um, relatively high profile coaches, you much more so than me, how can we kind of champion the field and say, all right, you know, this is, this is the way to do it. And I took a couple notes about how coaches can put their work out into the world and help people understand what they do. So you've spent your career producing content. How does the content that you produce relate to what people experience in session with you? Oh, I love this question. I love this question because yesterday um, I was just talking to a client. She had bought a package of five. It was our last session. Um, and my clients you know, don't necessarily see me every week. They see me as needed. Um, so I was coaching her. And as we were finishing, she uh, she was very sweet. She said, man, I got more out of these five sessions than I have with my other therapist. Um, and then she said, but it wasn't just these sessions. It's weird because my experience with you uh, is also offline, meaning uh, since I listen to the podcast and read your stuff, I'm getting like all these uh, themes and topics and perspectives uh, from you throughout the week. And then when I do a session, I get you live for an hour. And that really made me think about what we are giving people these days. And it's basically not just that in person, um, but if you're someone like me who's creating uh, daily content using you know videos and audio and all that, your, your content in itself is indirect coaching. Yes, your the your content is indirect coaching and I'd hasten to say it's not indirect coaching, it's actual coaching. It's yeah. modeling, you know, how to live your life and and I think one thing that you do really well is embody a stance of unknowing. Like I've never heard you say, you know, this is the way. I've heard you say I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is and, true. And he, and here's what I think might work. And, you know, part of coaching is taking risks and trial and error and figuring it out along the way. So I feel like as coaches, we have a sincere responsibility to be consistent, to be helpful, and to be honest that the only way to figure things out is through trial and error. And we're all out here together trying to do this thing called life. Just because you're a life coach doesn't mean you have it all figured out, but we can sure try. Yes. And I think because people are going to be suspicious of you, uh, just because you are technically on paper a life coach, uh, the more honest you are, the more trust you're going to build. And then that, that suspicion will dissolve. Yes. And I think that trust and intimacy is the cornerstone of the coaching relationship, oh, whether yeah. it's in session or creating content to put out in the world or building communities or training coaches like we do. If there's no trust and intimacy, folks don't have the space to open up and they don't have the space to dream about what real change could look like for them. Yes. And so if people don't want life coaches and they want results, um, how do we give them results? Meaning, uh, I mean, yes, of course, you're going <laughs> to have to have to take a whole course on this. But in a nutshell, uh, how do we give our clients results instead of, uh, a, a, you know, the uh, the two dimensional cardboard cutout of a life coach. I think it starts with how we show up in the world. Mm, yep. I really do. Yep. I, I think that the very first domino to fall 
is someone out there, you know, waving a pirate's flag saying, hey, sheep, there's a different way. <laughs> hey, come check this out. I think it can be better. And that's the that's the first moment that someone says, hey, I think I want to try to do something differently in my life. Yes, and and, then, and, and also because of Google, uh, people are, are, are they're only one search away from calling you out, <laughs> from finding yeah. out who you are. Yeah, your people are searchable. Social media is really prevalent. You know, word of mouth is a really strong marketing mechanism. And so, if we're thinking about okay, you know, how do we embody the stance of unknowing? How do we embody the stance of taking risks and doing things that are outside of the box? That takes bravery. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. You tend to wave that flag from the perspective of being really vulnerable mm -hmm. about your own life mm -hmm. and creating that trust and intimacy with your audience, which I think is really, you know, brand adherence. Um, I do it differently. I'm not good at social media. I'm totally dorky. Um, and I like science. And so my way of kind of waving my flag around is through the science and saying, hey, this is really cool stuff right. that anyone can learn and master to change the way they experience their brains and their bodies. And you know, note what I said there, that's the outcome. You can change the way that you experience your brain and your body. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if your angle is documentation like me or um, like Noel science. Uh, those are, you know, one isn't better than the other. You have to pick what feels honest to you and, and, and put your best foot forward, what you're better at, what, what, what uh, you gravitate toward. Exactly. And, you know, when I hear folks talk about, you know, the hard sell with coaching, there's this really tired statement where you turn everything around on your client and or your prospective client and say, well, what will happen if you don't change? You know, what will happen at the end of your life if you're looking back with all of these regrets? And I think that that's a little too much of a hard sell and that the process of change and coming to trust a coach and coming to work with a coach is a lot more nuanced. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the delivery is super important of believing in what you sell yeah, and showing yourself to be human and then actually being a human. Yes. I think, uh, especially if you, um, produce content and, and you want to use social media, uh, you actually sell yourself by example, by living a certain way. Uh, and also the, 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 uh, the beauty of that is if you struggle with imposter syndrome, um, if you get really honest and you show yourself and you kind of document and you live the way that you believe, and I'm not saying that's easy, but it's at, le at least if you're trying, um, then you don't feel like an imposter. It's not easy at all to live the way you believe. Oh, it's really, not. really, really hard. And, and you know, for everybody listening, uh, you know, John and I are sitting here after seven or eight years of working together, ups, yeah. downs, you know, backwards across, still trying to figure it out as humans and saying, you know, how does this work? Like, how do we show up in the world? And, you know, at the end of the day, it really comes down to trying just trying to show up as a bright spot, right? trying to right. make somebody else laugh, trying to make somebody else smile. And everyone has the capacity to do that. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the trying is uh, 
courageous and and not only the first time but if you decide that you're going to try every day um that persistence that that consistency uh is actually the, the you showing yourself so it's it's really not about um uh, the scoreboard or, or what you're, you've done or, uh, you know, putting a highlight over achievements. I think it's about actually uh, getting up every morning and trying to be the, the best version of yourself, the, the kind of person that you're, you're trying to, you know, uh, help other people become. And it's not about being that person. It's about just trying, making that effort. Yes. 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 I've had a really interesting phenomenon occur kind of recently for me. And I'm wondering if you've had a similar experience. It has to do with kind of letting go. And, you know, if we think about what gets in the way for people really approaching self-actualization, which is the goal of coaching to help people approach their ideal life, um, what gets in the way is shoulds and overthinking and relationships with yourself, relationships with the people in your private life, relationships with the public, relationships with your work. And it sometimes it, you feel like a specimen, you know? Um, and I got to a point where I realized that I could rely on the act of trying. Mm. If I show up and try with a full heart and honest intent to put good stuff out into the world and to really help my clients and, you know, my coworkers and my family and my friends and the list goes on and on and on. That's the best I can do. <laughs> yeah. And that's enough, right? Uh, and it feels freeing to right. say I gave it my all. <laughs> Yeah, and there's um there's a piece of, to that that is also, you know, you have to be really honest with yourself, but if that is your intention, um I think that is enough. And I think that uh, you know, giving it your all every day um and knowing that you did also frees you because then you don't have to hold on to uh the results, the ripple, you know, the 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 other side of that, but almost just focus on uh, that you are giving it your all, your all, you are doing the best you, you can, you are looking inward, you're doing all the things that, you know, you want your clients to do. And then the rest is up to, you know, the universe, the other person or whoever. Yeah, it's true. And so, you know, let's break this down a little bit, it, just in terms of what this means for client delivery, because what we're talking about is, yeah, it's really broad, but it's also so deeply personal in a coach and client relationship. So, when John creates content, all of his clients and followers have that built in trust and intimacy to fall back on. So you don't really need to do like a free half hour get to know you session with your clients because people already know you. They already know what they're signing up for. They already know what they can expect and what they'll experience. And then it sounds like the bookends of that experience are continuing to engage with your content. Right. Yes, you, I mean, you are already you're indirectly um, uh, uh, giving them your resume uh, on so many levels. Uh, so by the time that they book a session with you, I mean, they have no questions because they know how you work and who you are. Exactly. And and that's a really gorgeous process for folks to kind of tap into and to understand that, oh, you know, my consistent content will continue to coach my clients when I'm not. Mm, right. And then for me, I do it very differently. Um, I do a, a, a free 30 minute session when someone wants to work with mm -hmm. me. And 
in that time, um, I'm really evaluative and I try to, to figure out, can I actually help this person? And I coach them during that 30 minute session. And we really talk about stuff and I look for strengths and I point it out. And one of the big things that I check in on, on that first call is with the client, you know, how are you feeling? Like, do you feel like you like me? Do you feel like you can open up to me? What's your comfort level with me? Mm -hmm. And that question always surprises people because it's not something that we typically think about when you meet someone for the first time, you know, or the second time, what is my comfort level with this person? And from a practitioner perspective, one of the things that I'm very skilled in is building trust and intimacy very quickly. That's a coaching competency. It's something that I've had to learn and really practice over the years. So that check-in with the client of, are you comfortable with me? Really get somebody thinking, yeah, I actually am. Yeah, I could do this mm -hmm, work. Yeah, mm -hmm. this feels good to me. And so from there we build. You're also proving in that 30-minute consultation um, that there can be results, that there can be hope, that you know, you're giving them an experience, not just um, what's going to happen, but you're actually showing them what is happening. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know, a lot of people take me up on those those 30 minute sessions and then never book with me. And that's okay. Right. Uh, I feel good about that. I feel that they know my work, they got something out of it and they may circle back around one day and Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I, you know, and I, and I think that what we're talking about, even though they can be subtle, they're, they're really big pieces to life coaching because a lot of people just think, you know, you take, you take a training course, uh, you hang your shingle on the door, then you start writing blogs or whatever it is, um, or going to seminars or, or you know, uh, telling people about your services. And I think that's um, kind of an old model. I think it's um, very like uh, colored by numbers. And I think today uh, you could do it more organically and authentically instead of uh, this idea of trying to, to sell yourself as a coach. Um, going back to what you were saying, living a certain way, um, you know, uh, documenting, or in your case, uh, focusing on science, and then even like 30 minute consultations where you're giving them an experience, right? Um, all of that, I think it's exponentially so much more powerful than, you know, this like, uh, color by numbers guide on how to become a life coach. I love that the colors by numbers yeah. guide. It's so true. And, you know, like, just kind of sitting here, I was thinking about how much I've changed in the way that I describe what I do. So like right now at this exact point in time, if you ask me what I do, I'd say I'm a feminist coach. Mm -hmm. I work primarily in the arena of binge eating disorder recovery. And I also work with really high level folks on the experience of the colonized mind and interrupting flow states. Right. That's kind of weird, right? Well, it's weird, but it it's, it interesting. It, it instantly piques my interest. So mm -hmm. now I'm like, oh wow! So that's what she does. If you just said you were a life coach, I would be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and and even as I say that, hopefully it's stimulating the conversation around. Well, what is the colonized mind? What is a flow state? How yeah. does it get in the way? Right. You know, what can right. I do? What could I become? 
It also lines up with uh, kind of how you think and who you are, because when you coach someone, you usually back it with science, right? Yes. Uh, and that's, I think that's a gift. I think that's what makes you valuable. I don't have that. So I have to make up for it in other ways. But um, people know going in, that's the Noel experience. And people know going in that they're going to meet me at a coffee shop and I'm going to have helmet hair and we're going to you know, chat and laugh first, and then we're going to get to the problem. And so uh, it's going to be very different with me, and it's going to be very different with you. But I think that's the beauty of coaching. And I also love that as uh, business partners that we are different, because if we were the same, um, our whole company would be, you know, two-dimensional. And so the diversity in all the coaches and also everyone being unique, uh, that's what's going to separate each coach and, and, you know, turn us into to snowflakes instead of snowballs. Oh, yeah. And that's what I think is reflected in our organization, looking at the 600 coaches that are part of our collective. My God, how cool is everyone and how different? Yeah, yeah. It's really been uh, uh, amazing just to kind of get to know, you know, all the students every time I teach. And uh, it's we, we are definitely not a color by numbers company. And I think that's one of my favorites uh, and also most proud things about our, our company. Yeah. And I, Lindsay Hawken, who teaches branding for us, she said it, we were just chatting one day and she said, you know, Noel, I can, I can go off in the world and work on oceans and plastics because I know that you are, you know, cornering the market in the feminist sphere. And that was a really great example to me of how this stuff works. You know, I know that John is out there um, mending broken hearts, you know, talking about relationships, talking about masculinity, and that's fantastic. I can't do that work. You know, you are, and we can stand next to each other and say, okay, we're using the same delivery method of coaching, but the marketable product are remarkably different outcomes. Yes. Guys, uh, whether you want to be a life coach or you already are, remember, uh, people don't want life coaches. They want results. They want your story. They want to know who you are. Uh, they want so many other things than just a life coach. Awesome. Have a great day. All right, guys. Be well.